everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights, and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now. The fact that we believe that the brotherhood of man of mankind transcends the sovereignty of nations yeah. is instilled in our mindsets as enterprising young leaders. This is totally normal. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's not how you achieve the results, which is important, it's achieving yeah. the results. Exactly. And what its target is to be driven towards it. But if you go to A and B in a straight line, or if you zigzag across, or you yeah. go in a curve across, As long as you reach the B and uh, at the same time, that's yeah. the main desired outcome we need to do. And leaving the latitude to do it in a in a way that makes everybody comfortable is oh, yeah. how I define diversity and inclusion. I and love that. Methods. The podcast episodes will teach you about different things, what you can take in your daily life as a leader, to take things forward from one step to another. We will talk about all facets of life. What are the essential steps for you to take the business forward? I'm your channel business podcast host, Hanne Nordinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of channel business episodes. With all my heart, I want to warmly welcome you to the growth ride of the Channel Business Podcast episode today, Kindly with Smiles. All right. And today's guest, we have Kevin Hinn from Monaco. Kevin Hinn is a highly driven British citizen based in Monaco since 1989. He has a strong track record in international brand and business development for companies who want to enhance their image abroad in various different fields. He has experiences including owning and running a hotel in Nice, setting up successful block around the French Riviera, being a member of the Palace Press Service team preparing the 2011 royal wedding in Monaco, and developing an APM Monaco-trendly jewelry brand around Europe and the Middle East. So he's been all around the world. He's an active and committed member of the Junior Champion International, and now serving as the Secretary General in the organization. Kevin has said that fostering connections between all people for a more integrated and interconnected world is something that he really is passionate about to do. So I want to warmly welcome you, Kevin, to the show of today to talk about diversity and inclusion. Welcome. Thank you, Hannah. It's a pleasure to be here on this, on this podcast. I'm so, so happy to have you. Our path has actually crossed sometimes in different parts of the Europe through JCI, Junior Champion International. And I've been so thrilled to get to know you a little bit also impersonally. But today you are serving the JCI, Junior Champion International as a Secretary General. And JCI has the headquarters in US where it all came from and it all started over there. So if we start briefly about the JZI to tell the audience what it is it all about and where are you occupying your time today? Hmm. Yes, uh, thank you. And again, it's a pleasure to be here and to uh, concretize on the exchanges. And the fact that we met in different parts of Europe in Tampa with Finland and elsewhere yep. over the last six years is testimony to uh, what JCI can actually bring members. It's all about connecting highly driven leaders with values from all around the world in uh, to be able to uh, network and to do great things together um, to make the world a better place. And this is essentially the essence of why JCI was created in 1915 in St. Louis, Missouri by our finder, founder, Henry Gissendier Jr. It was in the middle of the First World War to help uh, really foster a spirit of diversity, tolerance, and uh, 
universal global peace and understanding amongst young people around the world through economic growth and societal growth. And this is what JCI is still doing today. Our focus is boosting, uh, is boosting this economic and societal growth, which we define as positive change through great values and which will lead by having enlightened leaders and compassionate leaders who are developed uh, by our organization, we intend to have a better world, world universal peace, but also great education and uh, a more encouraging climate for the future. Oh, there's a lot to say and a lot to do in those areas. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I suppose this is one of the reasons why JZI is still kicking and alive, so to say, that it has been over centuries now in, in, this, in this area, decades and decades, and it's just growing. What is it that you are committed to and inspired to create in life through JZI? What's your personal idea My behind that? My personal um, goal, what, what I personally enjoy most uh, at JCI is meeting members from around the world. It can be at official meetings, but also in a, in a bar chat or something like that, uh, late yeah. after hours and engaging with them, understanding what drives them and hoping that I can deliver in the short conversation or a long conversation, uh, something that will help inspire them for the future. And if I do that and create an impression on them, then my job is fulfilled and completed. And the main reason I enjoy doing that is because it's what JCI brought to me in the past when I joined as a member nearly 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a long history. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I'm just giving back and paying it forward, essentially. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is amazing. And, and, it is definitely something, as far as I know yourself, as a person and now serving to JCI as Secretary General, you really are a man of your words. And, and that's what you do. You do inspire people in every different kind of level that's possible. And, and you give the tips and tools and also the empowerment over there. So it, it really is amazing. What's your passion, uh, your passion and strength? to do all this, besides uh, what I, you said already. <laughs> yeah, what, what I like doing is uh, just listening to people and identifying it and identifying how we can support and how I can personally support them um, through my experience, not just at JCI, but yeah. in business and, and having a global view of things as well, because my background and my education and my uh, and what I grew up learning with in my values as well. So this is what I try to support with. So it's a combination, like everybody has a special set of skills, which is developed over time through their education, yeah. through their culture and their experiences. And we can each develop our unique selling so mine are no more special than anybody else's, but I try to have uh, to be able to play up to my strengths and yeah. uh, and uh, help support people in that way by listening, by understanding and by applying my memories and my experience to their special cases and then helping them out and uh, to laser focusing on how I can support them and how I can uh, help inspire them as well to grow as leaders. Oh, wow. It's also very big words but but something that i think the leaders in general should do whether they are leading a volunteer organization or leading a team in in corporate life or just leading a family or leading yourself it's something that uh what i see the world today and what jci is and what it has to uh what it's been to me as well over the years really to find the understanding of other people, why they do things and how they do things and getting behind the, the beyond question, actually, and, and then getting things together, building the momentum and the, creating the possibilities for all of mm -hmm. us in different ways, whether it's education or work or just business or whatever that is. So being this global leader in JCI, which is a volunteer-based organization, how it has developed yourself so far? Well, I've had several different types of careers at JCI over yeah. time. 
Britain uh, when I joined. I, I joined. So it, uh, I joined first at the local level in Monaco, and uh, the first stage I would say was the time between, in the first seven years when I went up uh, through the ranks of JCI Monaco and became a national president there. So I was in charge of the national organization of which we have 105 around the world now. So a very small national organization, but with lots of influence in a small, principality and um, over that time that was a huge booster for my leadership skills and uh, getting out of my shell when I joined JCI in 2003 I couldn't even I was I was afraid to speak in front of 10 people and introduce myself and now you've done uh, it many many times into thousands of audiences Yes, it's just about iteration and repetition and getting out of your comfort zone the first time or two or three times and realizing that there's no big deal to it in the end and getting past one's personal inhibitions. Uh, So JCI helped me in the first step go, go to that level. The second step was going was becoming an international volunteer member and uh, taking up leadership positions at an international level, organizing an event for 3000 people and also acting as the head of uh, ending at the age Mm. of 40 as the head of JCI in Europe and representing the whole European continent on the global stage as executive vice president. This helped me to um, really understand what how Jay volunteering could mix into one's professional life and help oh, yeah. you go full circle. And I did it with a, a mindset of making our members feel special. And this is what drives me, even yeah. now in my third stage at JCI, where I'm actually uh, one of the f- lucky few in JCI. <laughs> who is actually uh, employed by JCI to drive a global strategy and implement the global Mm. strategy by running the world headquarters team even online through zoom but it's nowadays yeah (laughs) and um, I'm applying the same principles that I had as a volunteer learning by doing and making the members feel special whilst using the business skills, which I learned through JCI and the soft skills, uh, and also through my career as well, and applying both of these, my professional knowledge and my JCI knowledge, to making the organization future-proof in the future, and to really developing uh, the foremost global network of enterprising young leaders, which is what we're aiming to do at JCI moving forward. Oh gosh! So what I hear is that that, like you said, you mix the two worlds: the your personal life and personal development, development, and then also the business life. And they just were really well put together and helping each others to go forward over there. Like exactly, yes, it's going full circle. We yeah. People consider volunteering as either an escape from a boring professional life Mm. or as doing something completely different. That's right. But what's important, to be effective in both, you need to mix the volunteering, the skill set from volunteering which you develop, with the skill set from your professional life and make them merge and not just see professional life as a drag because that's what makes people unhappy. It does. And we should... go on like a zombie and then be be happy as soon as uh, it's 4, 30 or 5, yeah. 30 and you leave the office and you suddenly uh, become alive again. That's not how life should work because life's too short. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I do agree. And, and to me, life is is supposed to be fun, like you said, and and you should yeah. mix up all the things the way that is, is suitable for you as a leader, as a person. As, as a family member, whatever. And we all wear these different hats throughout the day, throughout the week, months, years. And, and what I also hear is that you have been able to go beyond your limitations, beyond your imagination that what you can do as a person. And JCI ha- has this um, saying, correct, correct me if I remember it wrong, but um, there's this uh, saying that I think it was borrowed from J.F. Kennedy that don't ask what the world can do for you, but ask what, the, what you can do for the country and for the world. Exactly. Yes. 
So, so this really applies what you've been doing and, and what you are showing to others that, you know, put the different lives together and, and create one solid life that mm-hmm. everything, because everything is impacted and influencing one another. So that, that is fascinating. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's good. And I think that's one of the things that uh, if we think about leadership and, and the business and what's essential over there is that you can mix those different worlds and the family life and, and whatever else there is together mm-hmm. in a good balanced way that it's good for you. Yes, exactly. As long as everything is optimized and you have the experience to understand what yeah. each facet of life can bring you and meld them together. It didn't come overnight. It took me 14 or years <laughs> to get it. So uh, <laughs> but when I got it, I was actually in Finland when it actually all came together. Really? In so I was in Helsinki then and I was yeah. doing the training and I was preparing my slides and I thought, hmm, actually, yeah, this makes sense. And, uh, and it, it all <laughs> came together in my mind. So uh, yeah, so thank you to Finland for inspiring that notion. Oh, yeah, but what- yeah, it's when I realized that it came, uh, but how, how things worked and I had gone full circle. Yeah, so, so the, then it hit home to you, so to say. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, and what I've seen and experienced also is that things take time. There's a process behind. Some people learn and understand certain things quicker than the other ones. And, and mm-hmm. it's all because uh, and based from our experiences and the way we see the world and how the the mind is going and the mindset is built and you can you can train all those like you said you've learned this over the years and you developed yourself your skills and and mm-hmm. now you're here where you are today yeah exactly yes it's all a question of experience and learning and everybody is different so of course. and we all have different paths different purposes in life uh-huh. yes exactly but but the world needs all of us and mm-hmm. that takes us actually to the more deeper on today's topic, the diversity and inclusion. And, and when you are in your role today as Secretary General in JCI, you're doing that in a global level, in a volunteer-based organization. How is this diversity and inclusion shown to you in, in the um, daily work, oh, in the God. daily activities? Well, there are two facets of it. JCI is a global organization, as you said. We've yeah. got 150,000 enterprising young leaders in 105 countries and four key area, geographical areas around the world. That's so a huge nat- amount. Yeah, by nature, JCI is diverse just by the fact that it being a global organization representing a global population with men and women in equal measure, with leaders from all around the world, with uh, different cultures and mindsets, but who are all centered around the same values. Uh, We've got a great line in our set of values, which we call the JCI Creed, which is that the brotherhood of mankind transcends the sovereignty of nations. And this is exactly what we were talking about, an earth's greatest treasure lies in human personality. These are two very strong values which we share around the world. And I feel that every day when I'm working (coughs) with members in different parts, like... uh, A few days ago, I was talking with local presidents from Africa and the Middle East, which is already a very diverse area. Oh, yeah. Many different ways. A lot of different people. Yes. And uh, so um, there's no homogeneity or unity. Everybody is totally different. Just speaking between the linguistic differences, between French speaking and English speaking and Arabic speaking, between Africa itself and the Middle East, between North Africa and Central or South Africa, etc. It's the same all around the world. In my daily life, I also have the same. Uh, I also have the same experience, and I won't call it a challenge because a challenge is negative. I call yeah. it an experience because it's always interesting and positive and learning. Very it's working with my global team. I have twenty six uh, staff members and colleagues right now who are based uh-huh. in ten different locations around the world. So, uh, oh wow! Our headquarters is in St. Louis, Missouri, but we've got eight people there. I'm based in Monaco. We've got uh, team members 
HT members in Paraguay and South America. We've got members in Cameroon, Nigeria, Romania, Germany, and Hong Kong as well. So, so you, uh, you kind of cover all the continents here at the do. same time. <laughs> we do, because uh, that's what we need. Uh, we need a permanent staff, which is representative of our global of membership. And I'm happy to say, and this is not something which is done. We don't have any quotas or anything like this, mm. but we have perfect gender balance between men and women as well in our team. And it just happened because we choose people on merit and it happens that this is exactly how things balanced out. And I'm very proud of that because uh, we don't look at uh, where people come from or anything like that. It, I evaluate my team based on their attitude and their values. Wow. More than anything else in their work ethic, not about where they're from or... Yeah, what's the background. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it, how it should be in life. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree because the, the, where we come from and what our background is, it doesn't matter really. It only, how I see the world, it, what matters is that where are you going with the, your experiences and with your background? How are you going to implement it for the better for mm -hmm. every one of us exactly so that is amazing and i think uh what you just said that having a global team and leading that every day and and in today's world where the technology is helping us to be more united with different people all around the world is just fascinating and mm -hmm. it brings us everyone much easier together and being able to understand what's behind and, and what unites and, and actually how same we are, how similar kind of people we are. It doesn't matter of the location or the age or the race or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. And, and what I see and also hear from you and, and what I know from JCI, but being an active member there over, well, nearly 20 years myself as well, <laughs> since 2005, um, the, the cooperation and co-creation is very unique and it is totally different in a corporate world than it's in the volunteer-based organization. Because as you mentioned, people have the similar kind of values and they are thriving towards the same kind of goal. Mm -hmm. How does JCI make this different uh, differentiation and, and all, all this possible? uniting people around the world together and, and utilizing the diversity and inclusion impacting in today's society. Yeah. Um, how, how do you do that? I, I know that there's projects and all that. Yeah, our, our um, goal, as I said, it's our goal is to develop enterprising young leaders where diversity and inclusion is innate in our DNA and that of our members. And that's what we need. Those are the kind of members we need. We need members who are tolerant and accepting of others. That's the main key. Open-minded. Yes, open-minded yeah. and uh, who have an international mindset. And that already makes things extremely easy. Um, oh, and very interesting. <laughs> yes. What we've seen in the last two years, especially with the fact that uh, people have not been able to travel, oh, is yeah. two things. First of all, when people do meet, we don't take it for granted anymore. Especially yeah, exactly. As <laughs> the world first. has changed. Yeah, maybe before some people took the plane like it was a bus, and uh, yeah. and it was, uh, and now we no longer take it for granted. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that global, um, the technology that we have now has made it much easier to bridge the gap. Oh, Everybody yes. talks about Zoom fatigue and need for digital detox, which I agree with. But without this, of course, everything is good in moderate quantities. And I think that the fact that luckily, it's quite lucky that this pandemic took place now rather than 20 or 25 years ago. I agree. Maybe 25 years ago, it wouldn't have spread so quickly. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the infrastructure um, wasn't there then. But. <laughs> no, like when there was SARS in 2003, it didn't spread that much. Oh, no, but, no, yeah. However, um, and it didn't last as long. However, no. we, however, the, um, for me, having this new technology and this possibility to communicate has been a great uh, advantage and a great opportunity to bridge the gap amongst the areas as well. Before, uh, it would have been impossible 
Uh, people would have waited one or two months or six months to engage with others because we'd think, oh, we'll meet at a conference or yeah. we'll meet in Quebec at the World Congress or in Switzerland of a European conference or in Mauritius at the That's African right. Conference. That is right. Have waited and there wouldn't have been as much communication. Now what can we do? We can hop on a Zoom call. I get invited to make uh, interventions in South America or in Nigeria or in Mongolia and to mentor members in JCR Mongolia, for example, yeah. which, um, which is a great opportunity, not, not just for the members who asked me to come, because I, I, I deliver information in a humble manner, but um, in my own modest yeah. manner, <laughs> it's also for, uh, you. for myself, because I get to not just understand my members or my customers, or whatever, I get to yeah. cook people with different, yeah. uh, different cultures which are in countries I've never even visited before so exactly. uh, which I wouldn't visit in normal times but I've got to meet uh, to engage with members from Mali or Niger who have become good friends even though we haven't met in person and, but, but uh, it doesn't matter nowadays because because uh, like you said then you can be in the during this this one day you can be all around the world and engage and and get more knowledge yes faster and and be much more effective also put exactly. things forward yes which yes, benefits yes. all of us yes and this is how jci has been thriving over the last few years even though we yeah. haven't had any human direct contact yeah thanks to this technology this has created even more exchanges and we even decided to leverage this like two months after the pandemic began we mm -hmm. invested in a new uh uh, IT, digital communication yeah. uh, platform and social network called the JCI Virtual Community, where members can exchange all around the world using a mobile app, which, yeah. uh, which uh, where people can have access to this global network. So even if you join in a small in a small town in rural Switzerland, yeah. you can immediately, when you become a JCI member, have access to friends or uh, business partners or customers or suppliers, mentors or investors from around the world, thanks to this. And this is what uh, what is fostered by how we transform the challenges presented by the crisis into yeah. opportunities and how JCI has been able to thrive and uh, carry on despite uh, the challenges faced. Exactly. And that is just, uh, just one thing that JCI has done and what, what is behind the organization. So as you said earlier, that putting these different kind of lives or different hats that we all wear, wear together through this, this organization, you can develop yourself different ways, but then you also can implement these people and these practices to your daily life, what, what you do for business. So that that is just amazing and, and and how the technology and everything is helping there but what i found very very unique through this organization I, i'm a person who's been very active in different different organizations and associations all my life but but what is truly special in jci is that once you meet the persons and even though that you don't know them it's very low barrier to to get in touch with people that you don't know from mm -hmm. your country or from your city or town, but all around the world. You can just say, hi, I'm a JZI member and I have this idea or this question or this problem or this challenge or obstacle, whatever, or just this joy. And I would like to get to know you more and, and can you help me some ways? And mm -hmm. it has helped me personally tremendously. Yes, on, on different uh, ways to get the customers for business, but then also to have great friends, like you said. And it then when, when you are able to meet them face to face, you have already built this amazing relationship behind. And it's much easier to go and, and talk and, and create the, um, the future possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Sense. Yeah. So they... Um, what do you think that what are the essentials in JCI and its leaders to address tomorrow's challenges, the initiatives and, and the actions? Um, 
The most important thing from a JCI perspective, but from my personal perspective, mm. the most important thing is for mem leaders who we are developing to be all-rounders. So what mm. we do, we offer development opportunities through projects, trainings, events, and uh, programs, which are aligned with four areas of development opportunities, which are yeah. business and entrepreneurship, community impact, individual development, and international cooperation. So we're creating a multifaceted leadership approach. So we're not looking at creating only net business networking champions yeah. or members who getting members who only want to do charity or community work. We're looking at creating of a JCI enterprising young leader who masters all four areas of opportunity in equal measure. So somebody who is at the same time a global entrepreneur, a global networker, a global communicator, and a global change maker. And this oh, yeah. person, thanks to the JCI leadership journey, which we're bringing them on, uh, over the course of their JCI career, let's say somebody joins mm. like I did when they were 24 and has a 16-year leadership journey, yeah. to help empower them, but go full circle in these four areas of opportunity and then become a leader in government or business or civil society and a vector of economic growth and societal growth, thanks to the values we're instilling, those values of tolerance, the humanistic values, which we embody in our creed, yeah. and uh, really develop this mindset. So to answer your question, the main recommendation we have at JCI is to have a holistic leadership approach and to really not specialize in one thing, but the leader of tomorrow is a leader who knows how to communicate, who knows how to network, who is a change maker and has an enterprising mindset. Not necessarily a business owner, yeah. but somebody who has, who could, you can be an entrepreneur if you're an employee or if you're a lawyer or if, yeah. you're, if you're a teacher, you can always have this enterprising, go-getting, open-minded mindset, which means that you can be successful. And this is what the world of tomorrow needs this that, kind of enterprising young leader th that's very true because today's world is very different than it was 20 years ago or 50 years ago and and there are a lot different kind of opportunities but also challenges that we need we need yeah. to face and what we are facing and in order to be a better and, and create a society and and your own life to be more joyful more happier you kind of have to find the way to overcome mm -hmm. these challenges problems whatever whatever they are but if you don't have the mindset like you said then you are just there and and you're not happy you are not making the world a better place for yourself mm -hmm. nor the people around you exactly. jci encourages and empowers people to go on this journey whether you are a teacher or cleaner lady or a, or an entrepreneur or, or you know a director in, in a big corporation all of them are put into same kind of level, same stage, and then yes. supporting each other's through mm -hmm. these projects and what you have. Yes, exactly. There's an interesting point in, in and everybody is equal to a certain degree at JCI. Yeah. In, for example, in languages where you've got uh, different formal, different formalities and ways of encouraging, like for example, a German or French or Italian, like yeah. Latin yeah. languages, uh, what they do in France or in Monaco when in a French level, everybody introduces, everybody uh, uses the least formal way of addressing each other. So you yeah. can be a teacher or a CEO, you use the tu uh, yeah. in French. So that way of addressing people. So everybody is on the same basis. And that's a great way of leveling things creating a level playing field for everybody in the organization, regardless of hierarchy or origins yeah. or gender. This is how we level things on the same playing field. And it does create like a safe environment for people to learn and be open-minded and express themselves to the highest level that mm -hmm. they can be and, and give the path. And that is something that I really love because back in the days, some decades ago, if you didn't have a certain hierarchy, you went in a certain family or something, or you didn't have the money, it was 
impossible for you to go on this path, even though that you have the talents. But now in today's world, it's amazing that despite your background, you can still go and achieve and make a huge difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Like yes. we've seen the leaders today in, in different organizations. You may not have a college degree, but you may be a very successful leader making a difference for the sake of, of world being a better place for all of us. Yes, exactly. These leaders uh, learn by doing. They have this mm-hmm. innate enterprising mindset. And uh, despite not having a college degree or uh, maybe being dyslexic, as was the case sometimes, yeah. there some uh, they have different qualities which enable them to succeed into personal skills, strategic yeah. skills. And uh, this uh, leads us to... Uh, uh, question maybe is the college degree as it is structured today the yeah. best way to develop future leaders it's not just about having to learn things by heart and exactly. yeah. them, but instead having developing practical problem solving skills and this is where the education industry of the future will be thriving thanks to new technology as well it's by yes. developing the how to solve complex problems and we try to do it at jci as well through learning and learning by doing issues where we try to solve long-term um economic and societal problems through our projects too now that you mentioned the projects uh i cannot you know go past this question uh Many people who don't know what JCI is and, and the projects that you do, can you mention a couple of different kind of projects that JCI does worldwide yes. and has, has developed throughout the years that is building the better community locally and globally and yeah, helping us absolutely. as peoples, you know, to go forward and well, understand I- this challenges. Yeah, 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 of course, with pleasure. Um, what we have done over the last two years, especially, I, I'll give you a very concrete example. Yeah. Since 2020, with a pandemic, the whole world has been in economic crisis. So in July 2020, we took the decision not to uh, go down the route which other NGOs do, collecting money and giving handouts to oh, yeah. things, because this isn't what a leadership organization does. A leadership organization takes individuals who lead from the front and yeah. uh, that's our competitive advantage there are lots of other organizations like uh, service clubs or uh, international charities who do this much better than we do and who have more expertise we focused on what we do best solving complex problems and this is why we created what's called the JCI rise initiative JCI yeah. rise means rebuild invest sustain and evolve and uh, this is projects which we encourage each local each of our 5000 local organizations around the world Whoa. to undertake to help um to help rebuild economies and societies post- in a local level yes at yeah. a local level so we focus on three major each rise project is aligned must be aligned with one of three pillars the first mm-hmm. is sustaining and rebuilding economies and promoting helping rebuild small businesses who are pillars of communities and who don't uh, benefit from government bailouts one example concretely is the tourism industry oh yes to rebuild the tourism industry in a more sustainable manner for the future and avoiding the excesses which we engage which mm-hmm. we witnessed especially between 2010 and 2020 as tourism exploded damaged local economies um, and it wasn't sustainable so this is what we're contributing to working with partners like the international chamber of commerce or the world economic forum global shapers and encouraging local projects that help rebuild tourism and attract more people there. The second pillar is workforce motivation. So young people who have lost their jobs and helping them regain their jobs through upskilling and teaching them one with two two manners. Mm -hmm. The first is showing that it's okay, being employed is not a fatality, and that no. you can also become an entrepreneur. So we have creative young entrepreneur contests at national and global level to help mm-hmm. build the global unicorns of the future based on JCI's values, um, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And it's also 
teaching, having projects at a local level that help stimulate professional reconversion. For example, let's take the young people who've lost their jobs in the tourism industry. Yeah. They may not be able, especially in Asia Pacific, where yeah. international tourism may not kick off again for another year or two. Um, giving them other alternatives and other ideas. So this comes through education, uh, teaching STEM education to young girls in Japan and robotics, showing them other options, but also professional reconversion in coding, programming, financial technology, health technology, oh, yeah. education technology, and artificial intelligence, as I was talking about earlier, uh -huh. and general digital marketing. And the third pillar, which we have, so we talked about sustaining and rebuilding economies, business recovery, workforce mm -hmm. motivation. The third is more of a societal issue. It's preserving mental health amongst young people. Which is and very, is, very important in any, every state. Workplace, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, especially in the workplace for young people who may take it for granted and who, uh, who burn out. And uh, mm -hmm. we need... Our main goal is to approach the mental health aspect from the economic side again, teaching employers and educating employers about the fact, for example, that you know if you don't care of your employees' mental health and well-being, then you're going to end up with a an employee who takes six six months off on sick leave. Yeah, and, and, and then you work. don't have a person to do that job. No, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that will be a big problem. So by taking care of the mental health of employees or staff members, yeah. uh, you'll be able to avoid long-term economic consequences. So we're approaching it from that aspect, not from the helpline aspect, which others can do better, but yeah. more from the employer-employee relation aspect. The well-being of a person in, in many different facets. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So with these three pillars, we're encouraging, uh, we're encouraging projects that are tailor-made to each local economy and each local yeah. society and each local organization, which can really have sustainable impact on the oh, ground yes. by uniting business, governments and civil society through JCI to collaborate uh, to uh, enable this economic and societal growth, which we're striving for. So, um, and developing members' leadership skills in the process. So again, this JCI Rise initiative is something we're using to pivot our organization and to brand it as an organization that runs projects which are anchored in economic reality. In the local and level, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. We don't do yeah. top-down global. We, we give a very, very wide umbrella which, yeah. which members can laser focus in and funnel down to local level based on this. So uh, that's, the, that's the main gist and the main focus of JCI projects now, but also in the future. We've got two mm. pillars focusing on economic growth and one on societal growth, which is the yeah. balance which we must have at JCI as well for our enterprising young leaders. Of course. And that is, uh, especially during the pandemic, like you said, people have lost the, lost the jobs. And that means financial difficulties. It means most likely mental health care issues and, and challenges for all of us. And then really the uncertainty of life. Mm -hmm. And without the skills of being positive, being open-minded, uh, up-leveling your talents all the time in different ways, whether it's gardening or, or you know, learning a new language or just understanding how people live in Australia versus uh, Canada or something or, or Africa, it all levels up. And once you have those talents and once you are taking the step forward as a person, you can help the others as well in the area. And I love mm -hmm. that. And something comes to my mind, uh, you mentioned Finland here earlier a couple of times and, and what we JCI members have done here in Finland, which still exists today, is a project called Päivä Johtajana, which means in English that a day as a leader. And mm -hmm. this is something that it has developed over the years, but, but I think it goes back to 1980s that um, members at the time developed this area idea that how you can connect the business world and the young 
people together and they develop this idea that you as a teenager you go and learn for two weeks something in the company that interests you or, yeah, or organization and, uh, Ment- yeah it's like a mentoring yes yes and and going down there what does it mean to be an adult and how you can make an impact and i love that uh, idea yes no that's a great project one of the reasons jci finland is so successful at jci yeah. monaco actually there's an there's a project which was launched seven years ago called entrepreneur seeds where we yeah. get young people to go to from schools yeah. over two days to learn about entrepreneurship like exactly 15, yeah 16 year olds but in this case it's not within a company they work within a team to uh-huh. create a business so it's a kind of two-day hackathon which wow. is a tournament between schools and they create their own mini business model with mentoring from jci members but also yeah. from government officials and the winners have to present in front of a crowd of 200 people. Wow, uh, that's a scary place. Everybody speaks. And it's so great to see that they prepare so well. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, I wish I could do that at that age. Oh, uh, yes, uh, I, I wish I had. The, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had those kind of things. And and uh, what I see now uh, through my girl who's in elementary school is that the teachers over there are taking steps forward to integrate the the adults world to yes. the the school kids who would be able to understand how the world functions today in different areas and and i think that is truly important as you said earlier that we have the connection between these future leaders so that they can build the understanding and, and the skill sets what they need and what they are capable of doing absolutely so there, as you are leading this global organization and it's a volunteer based besides your <laughs> headquarters, how do you see the differences in a regional level or whether it's, you know, Africa or US or, or Asia or something, how the leading is done there and how they are forming the teams, how they are getting partners and impacting in the local level. You mentioned something about this and what is very yes, exactly. similar but but what are the differences there that you can see what we could learn from each other's if you could point out a couple of those things yeah um that's a really good question uh, as i said before talking about differences i want to mm. talk about common points everybody has the same can-do attitude and mindsets yep. to succeed and of course the each area is very different because the education, the culture, the respective hierarchy, the discipline, and uh, even if you take a unite a, an area like the America area, yeah. you've got a big difference between north and south. But even if you take what seems like to be a united area like Central or South yeah. America, you've got a big difference. There's a huge difference between Chile and. Uh, between Chile and Venezuela in their economies oh, yes. culture, despite a common language. If you take El Salvador in Brazil, there's different language, different culture, populations, and attitudes to diversity and different ways. Even if you take the USA, of course, if you take the difference between California and, um, New and York. Oklahoma, there's that a different yeah. California and Arkansas or New yeah. York. Yeah. Each area has its own specificities. So, um, the cultural differences don't come from just the country or just mm. the area. You know, I'm sure that in Finland, between the north and between Rovaniemi uh, and Turku and Helsinki, there's a big difference. There are different cultural uh, specificities as well, just like they are in the UK or in France. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to come from a very global background uh, myself. Mm. My ancestors were born in China, and then 150 years ago, they moved to Mauritius. Uh, in the Indian Ocean to get a better life. And then my parents moved about 50 50 or 60 years ago to London, where I was born. And then when I was 10, I moved to Monaco. So for me, this diversity and inclusion is innate because I've also had the opportunity to travel quite a lot as well and observe these cultural differences and understand how to adapt to them with patience. So I was like Mm. having a core way of managing things and then distilling it in different man manners and communicating in a different way for example in asia pacific it's mm. um the way of managing is slightly 
uh, is slightly different. It's very disciplined and structured in Europe. There's more of a need for discussions and flow yeah. and getting traction, like in the Western world in North America yeah. as well. In South America and Africa, there's respective hierarchy, but there's also the need to debate and exchange and get yeah. feedback. So this is a very, very general way of talking here. <laughs> yeah. but this is an example because you can't generalize anything. But yeah. this is the general example of the different ways in which each area works. But at the end of the day, I remember when I was an executive vice president for Europe, me and my team, and it's still the case today with, yeah. uh, with the Europe team, we spend lots of times in meetings preparing, exchanging yeah. and getting things done and aligned. And I was looking at the uh, the African uh, and Middle East members or the American members were yeah. all laughing at us. Oh, look at the Europeans. They're all in their meetings again all day and all night while we're, we're yeah. relaxing at the bar. And they're <laughs> slackers. They're not doing anything and all that. At the end of the day, the results were exactly the same. But they just had the different style of doing the work. Yes, they had a very different style of working and exchanging, mm. but the work was done anyway. And the results were identical across all four areas. So there's wow. no better or no worse. It's just the diversity in management yeah. and the way, the importance to accept each other and our each other's way of doing things, which is mm. important. And the beauty in an organization like JCI is that this is to, the fact that we believe that the brotherhood of man of mankind transcends the sovereignty of nations. Yeah is instilled in our mindsets as enterprising young leaders, this is totally normal. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's not how you achieve the results, which is important, it's achieving yeah. the results. Exactly. And what its target is to be driven towards it. But if you go to A and B in a straight line, or if you zigzag across, or you yeah. go in a curve across, as long as you reach the B and uh, at the same time, that's yeah. the main, uh, that's the main desired outcome we need to do and leaving the latitudes to do it in a in a way that makes everybody comfortable is oh, yeah. how i define diversity and inclusion i and love that methods i love that because that brings down the the fundamental thing that we all are different we are mm -hmm. very unique and you can teach me something, you can help me understand something, but you are still a different person than I am. And I do my things in a certain way, which can be developed at mm -hmm. the end of the day. But, but yeah. there needs to be the flexibility and the safe environment, like you said, in, in order of um, all of us to go forward and reach the goal. It doesn't matter how you get to the top as, as long as you get to the top. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. There must be no no prejudice or no restrictions from yeah. that level, but yeah. just uh, helping to achieve a goals in the best suited way for your team and adapting things necessarily, and also taking the best practices. What I've understood is when I've got African team members, mm -hmm. um, great example actually. The yeah. um, Last December, JCI in America had a local president's conference for the first time ever. And uh, two months later, the, the OPs, standard operating procedures, they yeah. adapted them to the specificities of Africa and Middle East. And last uh -huh. weekend, they did a cracking event with 250 people online to wow. impact local leaders on the ground. And now we're trying to implement this in Europe and in Asia Pacific as well, because we see that it works. And where did that come from? That came from the America area yeah. originally. And again, it's going full circle. So um, this is exactly how we want to establish best practices with an open mind if something great comes from africa middle east we can scale it to europe or, Af or asia pacific with the little Africa. area differences yeah exactly funneling it down to area specificities and culture yeah. each time in order to adapt to the members and make them feel as special as we can and this oh is God. the main goal Oh, I love that. And you just answered my question. What is essential in, in JCI leading people forward? And that's what it is. You, mm -hmm. you can be yourself and develop yourself with the different talents and skills always forward and, and then be the best version of yourself in order yes. to serve the, the society, local and global level. 
Yes, exactly. This oh. is really the main notion of it. But to do, to be able to do that, you need to be self-confident and know what you believe in and proud of yes. your values and proud of your organisation too and understand what the organisation means. And once yeah. these values are anchored, this is the time to be able to spread them. Exactly. So it comes down to knowing yourself first and then taking it from liking there. yourself as well and, oh uh, yeah. yes very very important as well and uh, you know and assuming who you are and not yes. trying to be anybody else exactly but becoming the the who you want to be and and evolve in exactly yeah. best possible version of yourself as you said earlier yeah oh my gosh this this conversation has been very very lovely and i think there has been a lot of gems that people can find out at least i've i've found a lot of good tips and and tools how to go forward and and the whole idea behind this this talks is to find out what is essential in different facets of life because as you said kevin there's everything connected to each other and influencing each others and that's when we understand that it takes us to a different perspective and different level to live this life. Mm -hmm. Okay, one last question is then what is your most valuable tip that you would give to any person about diversity and inclusion? What they should point out and, and remember from this conversation? Yeah, remember that everybody is equal. Deep down, everybody is, uh, everybody has their own values and regardless of what they, what, what uh, how they are, or regardless of their origins or mm. race or gender, everybody needs to be judged on merit and uh, everybody can, everybody it must be valued because Earth's greatest treasure lies in human personality. Now, if one person doesn't doesn't fit in well in one status, it doesn't mean they lack in one situation, it doesn't mean that they lack value. If you don't, you're not happy in one in one job and you're not being properly valued, go to somewhere else. There will be somewhere where your skills will be valued and you will be made to feel special. The world is big enough for that. So oh, don't, yes. lose any, don't lose any sleep over it. Just find your way and be proud of your route. And for future leaders, it's important for everybody to be accepting of others and to realize this as well. Everybody is, an old, is a pearl in their own way. Some of them yeah. need to be polished more than others, but everybody has their qualities, their values, and it's important to understand this in order to be able to create uh, positive change, economic and societal growth in the future and to develop better leaders. So uh, these are the two major things I would, I would say, the two tips I would give. Be yourself for leaders and discover your route and for future leaders and for existing leaders, mm. inspire others and be accepting and tolerant of everybody because everybody deserves time and tolerance. Oh, exactly. Oh my God. I love that. That's a really, really good tip. And it's something that we all should remember. And it also goes down to the thing that if, when we are different and as we all are different, that's where the change comes from. If we yes. are all equal and with the same minds, how can we create this world to be a better place? It's yes, exactly. As I, as I always say at JCI, the most effective organizations come from a diverse ones, where you've yes. got older members and younger members, mm. uh, where you've got um, employees and employers, where you've got entrepreneurs and students, different where you've minds. Got men and women and different origins. Yeah. And from there comes the static electricity that adds value. The, it's where the emulsion creates the mayonnaise. It's really yeah. where we can really create the exponential growth and uh, the and the uh, true emulsion. So and the true results. And this is what makes JCI strong. And any organisation becomes strong through diversity. So I totally agree with that point. Oh my gosh! Amazing. Yeah. You, you really are inspiring <laughs> person and inspiring leader. I love this conversation. We could go on forever. But, <laughs> but for our listeners, I want to thank you, Kevin, 
Pin for participating. But where can people find you if they want to reach out to you, if they want to find more information about JCI, Junior Chamber International? Yeah, sure. We, we have our website, of course, juniorchamber.international, uh, which is uh, currently the best place to look for it and to reach me, but also going through the normal channels on LinkedIn or through the, through, um, or through uh, by email mm -hmm. and uh, on the JCI page. That's the best way to reach me. And I'm always happy to engage with uh, members, especially on my travels, to meet face-to-face. -face. And I hope to meet as many JCI members and future JCI members who may yeah. be watching this call or future JCI partners uh, yeah. to discuss how we can carry on this discussion. This is only the beginning of this, of this talk and, and of this topic. So uh, this this is really how we want to push things forward. Uh, so yes, I'm always available to exchange and hopefully to make everybody feel special. Oh, you do that. You do that truly. Thank you, Kevin, so much for being part of this business channel podcast and channeling things forward. I truly appreciate you and, your, and your time. And I wish you all the best for the upcoming ones as well and carry on the great work, Anna. Thank you, Kevin. And for our listeners, thank you so much for being part of this. And we hear you till the next time.